Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see everywhere I am covering the game of baseball, including the at Braves, in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves, and you can subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and subscribe on YouTube as well. Really starting to gain a lot of momentum there, so I appreciate all the subscriptions, all the views on YouTube, so please go out there, continue to subscribe, continue to watch us there, or listen to us on the podcast wherever you want to listen. Doesn't matter to me, but I appreciate all the support. It's been really great to see all the support in the World Series that we've been getting here on the podcast. So getting into Game 5, a little bit later start time. I can't believe we're starting even later than we have been. Um, but an 8.15 p.m. Eastern start on Fox for Game 5 on Sunday night. I'm not really sure why they decided to move it back uh, six minutes there. But a little bit later start, so a little bit later finish, I'm sure. The weather, it should be the nicest it's been in these three games. Definitely the warmest that it's been. Doesn't look like, knock on wood, there will be uh, any rain in the forecast. I know right now it's it's lovely outside, so hopefully it stays that way. And we'll have a really some really good weather for Game 5. So as always in these previews, let's talk about the pitching matchup. And the Braves have decided to go with 25-year-old lefty Tucker Davidson for Game 5. Yes, that is who is going to be trying to clinch the World Series for the Braves in Game 5. It's going to be Tucker Davidson, a really good young prospect. Uh, made his debut for the Braves in the 2020 season. At the end of that 2020 season, after the Braves had already clinched, they gave Tucker Davidson a look. It was not a very good look. Uh, he, he walked four batters in an inning and two-thirds against the Red Sox, so not a great debut for him there. But bounced back uh, this year and had some really good starts for the Braves. Overall, he had a 3-6-0 ERA and four starts with 18 strikeouts and 20 innings pitched. But you look at his first three starts that he had this season. He went six, five and two-thirds, and six innings in his first three starts this season. So that's absolutely huge, especially as the Braves are thinking or trying to get some length out of him in Game 5, as I'm sure they are. Um, he gave up three earned in his first start this season, but he gave up nothing in his next two starts. Then in his fourth start, again against the Red Sox, who apparently are going to be his Achilles heel for his career, uh, he got shelled, gave up five earned over two and a third's innings, but he was clearly hurt in that game, ended up leaving that game with shoulder tightness and was shut down for the rest of the season. He did manage to throw a rehab game for Gwinnett on October the 3rd. Uh, he pitched three innings in that one, struck out five, gave up a run on three hits and one walk, again, over three innings there. So he was able to get back out on the mound, which is huge, probably plays you know, a factor in, in, into him getting uh, the nod here, him getting added to the roster after Charlie Morton went down, uh, him at least you know being stretched out somewhat, uh, him having some effectiveness at the big league level. I mean, uh, let's be honest, the Braves are, are grasping for straws here. I mean, Kyle Wright came up huge in game four, but Kyle Wright was also, you know, he has a good bit of major league experience and was really good for Gwinnett this year. 
Um, so yeah, it was still unexpected from Wright, but still, I mean, at least he has that moment. I mean, he's pitched in a postseason game before. This will be Tucker Davidson's first postseason experience. Um, not really to get into it. I talked about it at the end of the game four uh, post game podcast. I would have gone with AJ Minter to start this game and then maybe turn it over to Tucker Davidson just for the fact that, you know, first of all, Minter has been lights out. Uh, he started a postseason game before, and these early innings, as we've seen, are very crucial to how these games play out. So I probably would, I would have gone with Minter. Even if you wanted to pitch Tucker Davidson, I would have treated it kind of like Kyle Wright, but, you know, obviously hope you get a little bit more out of Minter than you did Dylan Lee. But, you know, I could have, I could have seen drawing it up where you get two out of Minter and then you bring in Tucker Davidson, but maybe it'll be the reverse. We'll have to see how it goes, but I think, I think Snicker starting Davidson uh, with the thought in mind that he can, you know, hopefully get a Kyle Wright like outing out of him, maybe four innings or four plus innings. That would certainly be huge. I wouldn't necessarily be banking on that, but he has that ability. Again, his first three starts this year, six innings, five and two thirds, six innings. I mean, he has that in him. It's been a while, uh, but he certainly has it in him. Looking at the repertoire for Tucker Davidson, throws a uh, low 90s fastball, sits about 93 miles per hour, and 87 mile per hour slider. Throws those two pitches nearly 80% of the time, so it's primary Primarily fastball slider. He does mix in a curveball as his third pitch about 9% of the time. Small sample here at the big league level, but hitters are batting just 118 against his slider. So it'll be very key early on to see how effective that slider is. But as with any other off-speed pitch, it all depends on how you're locating the fastball and getting ahead in counts. But that slider is his best pitch. See if he can work that to his advantage against some of those tough lefties like Brantley and Alvarez and Tucker in this outing. He's a very good pitching pitcher. He's not an overpowering pitcher. He and Ian Anderson were kind of coming up together. And, you know, everybody always looked at Ian Anderson as more of the top of the rotation, you know, dominant type of guy. And Tucker Davidson is more of that middle of the rotation, just kind of solid starter. And that's no knock against Tucker. I love him. I think he can be a very good starter in the middle of a big league rotation for a long time. So I'm, you know, I'm confident, uh, somewhat as confident as you can be for a young guy that's never started a postseason game. But I'm confident that he can give the Braves some solid innings here, keep them in the game. Again, a very smart pitcher, knows how to pitch. I think he'll be able to get some outs in this one, get some big outs for the Braves in this game. Looking at the other side of things with Framber Valdez for round two in this World Series. Still don't know which Framber we're going to get. <laughs> the Astros don't know which Framber they're going to get. He's had one really good start this postseason, and he's had three really bad starts. So Braves are certainly hoping he has a fourth bad start this postseason. But again, he's, ha he's thrown probably the best-pitched game by a starter in this postseason. You can't forget that. When he threw eight innings against the Red Sox in the ALCS, a game the Astros had to have and only gave up one earned on three hits over those eight innings and just one walk. So don't don't let that game one fool you. I know the Braves got to him. Framber wasn't able to locate his pitches, got behind in the count, and Braves were able to uh, take advantage of some pitches up in the zone, take advantage of some of those sinkers that weren't quite sinking for him. So... Don't let that start fool you. He has it in him. He's been a very good pitcher for the Astros 
uh, really his entire career, but especially this year, he's been very good. So don't think that the Braves are just going to come in here and do the same thing they did in game one. I expect a much more focused Framber, a much better outing from him in this one. But, you know, I talked about the one good start he had against the Red Sox. In his other three postseason starts, he's given up 12 runs, 11 earned on 21 hits and five walks over nine innings pitched. So that's why I say, I mean, you could get a, an eight-inning dominant performance by Framer Valdez in this one. I doubt Dusty Baker would let him go that long regardless in a must-win game. Or you could get another stinker and he's out of here by the third inning. I know that's what Braves fans are certainly hoping for. Uh, his sinker usually sits in the low 90s. This was a big talking point in game one. A lot was made about the fact that his velo ticked way up. He was throwing more 96, 95, 97 uh, than you're typically seeing him, seeing him throw. And that led a lot of people to believe that that meant his sinker wasn't sinking, didn't have the good sinking action on it, instead was staying flat with that added velocity. So that'll be something to keep an eye on to see where the velocity is on that sinker if he's able to get that downward movement on it. That's certainly the pitch that Braves hitters are going to want to be targeting because his best pitch is that curveball, and you saw some awkward swings that he got on that pitch in game one. Again, as, as bad as he was in that game, he still threw some really good curveballs and had Braves hitters flailing at that pitch. So hitters are batting just 125 off his curveball this season. Uh, something John Smoltz pointed out in game one that I thought the Braves did very well, honestly, is the best game plan they've had this entire series. Uh, I've been very harsh on this offense and, and for good reason, I think, because after the first three innings in that game one, you know, they really haven't done a lot. And the approach at the plate really hasn't been what we saw in the first two series uh, of the postseason. So hopefully they get back to that in this one. But what Smoltz pointed out that I thought uh, was very good and it looked like what the Braves were doing is laying off anything that's starting you know at the waist or knees because you know with either whether it's the sinker or the curveball you know it's going to be diving down out of the zone instead waiting on something that stays up uh, that starts up in the zone and going after those pitches and it was it looked pretty clear that's what the Braves hitters were doing you know knowing to, to, to lay off anything that started again you know belt or or knee high, just lay off those pitches and then wait on Framber to get the the ball up. Seemed like a very good strategy in game one. We'll see if the Braves stick with that. We see if Framber tries to counter that a little bit. Um, but I think that was you know a great approach then. Hopefully it's still a, a great approach in game five. Uh, Framber also mix in a changeup, throws it about 12 12% of the time. So three primary pitches there is that sinker, curveball, and a changeup. All right, let's take a break here, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about the keys for the Braves in Game 5. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. If you haven't explored all the different flavors at Built Bar, you are truly missing out. From coconut to mint brownie, salted caramel, German chocolate, and my favorite, cookies and cream. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too, ranging from 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Built.com. BetOnline is back and better than ever. They have a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. 
Head there, head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from baseball, basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So the keys to victory for the Braves in Game 5 are virtually the same as what they were for Game 4, with both of these games being bullpen games. The key for me is can the pitching staff get through five innings and keep the Braves' offense in the game? You know, five innings, two earned or less. That's what I asked for in Game 4. That's exactly what they gave us. Unfortunately, the Braves' offense didn't really get going until late in the game, um, but you know, if you can somehow navigate those first five innings, again, maybe get two from Davidson. If he's throwing well, maybe you get a third inning out of him and then mentor for two innings and then see where the game is at at that point. If you need to use Jesse Chavez and Chris Martin to get through the fifth and sixth innings uh, to kind of just continue to fill it out before you turn it over to Luke Jackson, Tyler Matzik, and Will Smith in the back end. This is a game where, again, if the Braves are winning late, I use Tyler Matzik for two innings. In fact, I, I leave Tyler Maxick out there until he's not effective anymore. But, you know, say the Braves have the, have the lead in the sixth, I'd bring out Luke Jackson for the sixth, Tyler Maxick for the seventh and eighth, and Will Smith to close it out in the ninth. But on the flip side, I really just want to see this offense score 10 runs, have a really stress-free game, and the Braves just blow that out. But the way the series has gone so far, I don't see that being the way that it goes. But it sure, certainly would be nice if we see the offense just explode. Again, they've won these games, but the offense really hasn't gotten going. So, you know, they're due for an explosion. Uh, what better time than Game 5 of the World Series at home in Atlanta with a chance to clinch it all? So that's what I would love to see happen for this Braves offense. I don't know that it will because, like I said, the Astros' backs are against the wall you know, they are going to throw out everything that they have to try to get this win. If Framber doesn't have it early, Dusty's not going to hesitate to go to his bullpen, and he's going to go to his best arms. You're going to see Yimmy Garcia, Ryan Stanek, you know, Christian Javier. Uh, he'll be looking for a bounce-back performance. I did mention in Game 4, Presley threw 33 innings. So, you know, I question whether or not he'll be able to go multiple innings in this one. But you'll probably see him. You'll see Phil Matten again. So, I mean, Dusty's going to pull out all the stops, use all his best pitchers, no holding back. They have to win this game. But still, hopefully the offense can get out to an early lead, allow that pitching staff to kind of settle down, get through those early innings, and then turn it over to those guys in the back of the bullpen. But as far as the Braves pitching, the way I would play it, Again, give me. Hopefully, Tucker can give you at least two innings. If he can give you a third, that's outstanding because then I would give AJ Mentor two innings. That gets you through the first five. Uh, if not, then maybe Tucker for two, Mentor for two, and then you use Jesse Chavez and Chris Martin to get through the fifth inning and then kind of see where you're at before you decide whether or not to go to Jackson and Matzik and Mentor there. So for me, that's the game plan for the Braves. Try to get an early lead. Pitching staff, piece the pitching staff together with Tucker, Mentor. Chavez and Martin through the first five innings, keep them at two runs or less, and then turn it over to Jackson, Matzik, and Smith in the back end because you have the travel day uh, on Monday. So, I mean, the Braves can kind of go all out in this one too. I mean, I know those guys have pitched two days in a row already, but Snicker can kind of afford to go all out in this game as well with the travel day coming up and Max Fried coming and looming in game six. 
got to figure you're going to get at least five out of him. So Snicker can kind of push his chips in as well if he sees a path to try to win this game. So that's the keys for the Braves for me in game five. As far as the prediction goes, again, on paper, you would think this game heavily favors the Houston Astros. They have their best starter on the mound that isn't injured. You know, no, they don't have McCullers. If he was in there, you know, he might be their best starter. But either way, Framer Valdez has been great for them all year long. So they have their best starter on the mound. Their backs are against the wall, like I said. Dusty's going to pull out all the stops, use all their best pitchers to try to win this game. Meanwhile, the Braves are starting a rookie who hasn't pitched in a postseason game, doesn't even have a lot of big league experience, hasn't pitched in a big league game since June. So, again, the pitching matchup you would think heavily favors the Astros. You know, and even though I'm, even though the Braves have been able to hold down the Astros for two straight games now, I just kind of have that feeling it won't happen. Three games in a row, I think the Braves offense is going to have to show up if they're going to win this game because I just don't see the Braves holding the Astros to two runs or less again. I think that's just asking for a lot from this pitching staff in three straight games. Um, and even though I feel comfortable with Max and Ian you know, waiting for games, potentially games six and seven, I think the Braves really need to try their best, and I know they will. They'll try their best to win this game and clinch this in Atlanta. Do not want to go back to Houston and just even, you know, mess with that possibility of them back in their home ballpark with momentum, you know, after winning game five. I don't want to see that happen. I just, I would obviously, as most Braves fans would, rather than see them just take care of business and get the job done here in game five. And like I said, I think Snicker has the ability to kind of push those chips in because of the travel day and use his best relievers as well. So again, all that, all that considered, I've, I've picked against the Braves in most of these games in this series. So I'm not going to go away from that now because that trend is apparently working. Uh, like I said, on paper, the Astros should win this game hands down. Obviously baseball is not played on paper. I do think the Astros win. I do think Framber gives you a better, uh, much better uh, outing this time around. I mean, he can't give you much worse than what he gave you in game one. But I think he gives the Astros a much better outing, you know, four or five innings, uh, two runs or less. Um, and I just, I, I don't know what to expect from Tucker Davidson. But, uh, you know, again, I think this Astros offense will get going at some point in this game. Uh, another key, too, I've mentioned a lot throughout this series is avoiding that big inning. Um, the Braves did that in, in the first inning of game four, and you saw how huge that was, Kyle Wright coming in and getting out of that jam. You know, if you get in a jam, you get in a first and second no out or first and or second and third one out situation, make sure they only score one run. And, you know, the Braves pitching stats haven't done that so far. If they continue to do that in game five, I think they have a very good chance to win. But I'm going to go with the Astros. I'm going to say they force a game six and force the series back to Houston with a five to three win. Like I said, if I'm the Braves, I'm Snicker. I'm going all out to win this game, to get it done at home. I do not want to go back to Houston. So hopefully they do get it done here in game five. Either way, we'll obviously be back after the game to recap all the big moments from game five and hopefully a World Series victory for your Atlanta Braves. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast at Locked On Braves. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. And we will talk to you after the game. 
Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 